You are listening to the Sickleton Noise Podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. Supported by RCF. For over 70 years, RCF's passion for perfection is the driving force behind designing professional audio products and creating unique experiences for venues around the globe. The HDL 50A 4K, the latest large format active three-way line array system, is no exception. Learn more at rcf-usa.com for the latest news and product information. RCF, the sound behind the experience. For the most comfortable headphones that you can wear all day, check out the Audix Pro Studio range starting at just $99. Find out more at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath has asked us to read this. Sally from Duluth called in with this question. On the Sickle to Noise episode featuring the top 10 mixing consoles for left-handed people, was Kyle accurate when he said that the Allen Heath CTI 1500 was made of kryptonite? Well, Sally, as we all know, in Adventures of Superman, All That Glitters, Season 6, Episode 13, from April 1958, Professor Pepperwinkle isolates negative kryptonite from green kryptonite. It is said to have the ability to take away Superman's powers. This turns out to be a hallucination Jimmy Olsen had upon being hit in the head with a sandbag. So Kyle wasn't strictly correct? No. I wish I could break free Back to where I'm supposed to be I wish I could break free Back to where I'm supposed to be I wish I could Welcome to the Signal Noise Podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. How was that, Chris? That was pretty good, right? That was Better great, Michael. You, yeah, you, 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 you're back from the road. You, you, you've got practice in. You're cooking, you're cooking with fire. Yeah. All right. Cool. I, I, I. Uh, what are we? 170 something into this. I will. This will be 176. Yeah. Wow, that's tremendous. Uh, and uh, I know this is going to be a wide ranging discussion. So let's just jump right in. Actually, returning to the Signal Noise Podcast. Um, Originally on episode three, so OG guest here, pre-Kyle, <laughs> pre-Chris, this is back when we had Keith as a co-host, for those people who know what I'm talking about. Please welcome back to the Signal Noise Podcast, my dear friend, Mr. Bernie Broderick. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, man. That's awesome. Great introduction. I love it. OG, indeed. Uh, and yeah, and I, got to, I got to meet Bernie in person at NAM this year, which was freaking awesome. Uh, so that, that was kind of cool. Nam was really cool for me to like, there's like, there was all these people who I've been associating with or talking with for like for two years online, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then to get to meet some of the people in person, one of which being Bernie, that was, uh, that was cool. It was just a formality though, wasn't it? I mean, you know, like you, you, you're at the point where you really know each other, you know I mean? You're, you're, yeah, you're for constantly, sure. you know, so it was just like, okay, we did that, you know? Yeah. It's good. Now we're back to yeah. regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> I in and Bernie, I I was emailing Bernie. Uh I think originally we crossed paths because I was really digging into the EAW adaptive stuff. And I just sent mm-hmm. Bernie an email. I was just like, tell me all about this technology. I'm really interested in this. And he was like, dude, I love this, you know, and and we hit it off because that's what we always tell people to do. And you know, we always I always tell my mentees that if you got a question for somebody, send them an email, I'll call them up, ask them. And and uh so so uh uh Bernie is a man after my own heart in terms of uh, sharing knowledge and sharing experience and trying to 
get people educated and and we're going to talk a lot about that but here's what i want to do though bernie how would you describe yourself what is your what is your two sentence bio <laughs> what's the bernie's self by self bio what's that what's that read enigmatic <laughs> one word <laughs> well you've got I'm, you've got I'm, history with with a bunch of industry standard brands you you've been with acoustics you've been with aw um you were you were kind of all around or all around the world for for a while there weren't you yeah, I started off with Adamson actually back in Canada. So that's when uh, when Brock was uh, wow, the last nail was nearly in the coffin at Adamson, and um, and Vidos had come out, and uh, he wanted to. It, it's it's funny how this uh, things have come full circle for me because in in my capacity when I was working for Brock, we were designing Y axis, and I had no no experience at all in product design, but he certainly had <laughs> he had plenty for both of us um and i learned a huge amount of uh, of intel from him you know uh, people always said he was problematic to get along with and he was but i've since learned in recent history that um if you have a vision you you just you just got to be able to express it you know the the whole design by committee thing just doesn't work in this in, in, for some of us for for many people i guess it does work i'm not going to say that but um for people like me, it, it really do, doesn't work. And you, you, you got something inside that you want to get out. Um, so, yeah, so I started with Brock and we developed the Y-axis system, which uh, I think anybody would agree that it's the one that put Adamson back on the map again and uh, and allowed them to flourish into what they are now, which is, which is a fantastic uh, world-class company. So even though most people know me from L Acoustics or EAW, uh, Adamson was still very proud you know, proud time for me. I guess something that's really interesting to me is being so deeply immersed in, in multiple, I mean, at least three different major loudspeaker manufacturers. I mean, the thing that's really interesting to me is you're playing with, you're playing with the same science. So everyone's, you know, got the same goals at the end of the day in terms of the physics of how this stuff works, but very different headspaces and design philosophies and approaches and, you know, kind of, it's it's a horizontal spread of how we're going to attack these things and just the different mindsets and schools of thought, I guess. And I think after you go through one and two, going to three with all that other context probably would would help a lot, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think as a manufacturer, you you really have the same goals, um, and the science, as you said, is is the same no matter which you know which loudspeaker company you're working for. So. In my estimation, in my opinion, it, it really comes down to a brand interpretation of, of what the science is and how to apply it, and then trying to, to put it together in a meaningful, cohesive package for the end user um, and try to build a better mousetrap. It's really a game of building a better mousetrap because we're all dealing, we're still dealing with, you know, magnetic motors and paper cones and stuff the same as, as it's always been. So there hasn't been any, you know, uh, revelations in in acoustic transmission it's still the same science we're dealing with but but the way it's packaged and the you know understanding how mother nature works and what you can get away with and what you can't and things like that i mean people are always uh finding nuances in the way things work and that that kind of blew up when dsp came in i mean is that is that the way forward though and i remember dave rat said something similar and i, I think he may have said it about uh, the adaptive stuff at AW that you worked on, but it was just like, everything's good now. So it's just, 
It's a little bit better. It's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit more powerful. It's a little bit less distortion. Like, are we in the the age of incremental improvements? Is that the future, or is there a is there a you know what's 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 in the crystal ball, man? Well, I mean, I I, I uh, saw an article. I read an article about how they were using focused sound waves to kill cancer cells. So you know, there's and selectively killing cancer cells. So a, a healthy cell can be right beside it. And, you know, it's the same theory as, you know, a wine glass vibration with opera singers hit the right resonant frequency and pop. Um, and that's the same thing that they've been studying and applying with, uh, with medical science in using sound to, to treat cancer patients. Um, it's still experimental. I mean, they're still working on it, but it's also non, invasive, um, you know, treatment. So there's no surgeries involved and there's no, you're not filling your body with nukes and things like that. So, uh, maybe I deviated a bit, but the point being is that there's sound is, is a, is a wonderful science. And there's, even if it's not in the loudspeaker industry, um, there are still miracles left in, in our lifetimes and in our careers to watch how sound can impact people when, I think of uh, brands, um, I have a problem with it because I saw the, the collision of corporate America and, um, you know, uh, let's call them garage band brands, you know, back in the, <laughs> back in the mid to late 80s going into the 90s, um, where you had, when we were back with point source systems, I mean, it, every time you flipped the page, you were looking at a completely different application of point source speakers, you know, from the Shoko Prism to the, the JBL, uh, what was it called? The uh, exoskeletal system. Oh yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, the uh, v- VLA, right? Was it VLA? Some, yeah. Something like that. It was actually, it was yeah. actually, it was actually some rental company's brand, I think, and JBL bought it. Um, but anyway, the point being, you had flashlight, you had KF850, you had you had all of these crazy different interpretations of point source. And then when when light arrays came into the equation, uh, we quickly found out that you know there's really only three or four ingredients that you need to have a functioning light array, unlike a point source system where it's like an infinite amount of variables when you're you're designing or deploying it. Uh, line arrays, if you follow a one, two, three, four, five, six in either designing or deploying, you're going to get a decent result, but way better than any point source system. So, so now you have this recipe that doesn't really require a, a lot of interpretation. It's like, you got to follow these rules. You know, you got to have the step distance, you know, less than half a wavelength. You got to have, you know, isophasic wave fronts coming from the HF. You got to, you got to, you got to, and you can't deviate from that because if you do, then it doesn't work. So, so, so what I've witnessed since the birth of, of modern line arrays, let's call it VDOSC, um, is I slowly saw um, the, the technology, which was incredibly high tech in the beginning, start to work its way down through smaller and smaller and smaller brands because they were picking up on the science. They were picking up. You should have been around in the beginning, man, when, when you had these brands throwing out their their line arrays it was it was hilarious um because (laughs) nobody had really settled in it was it was brilliant at the same time because it was everyone had a different interpretation of what a line array should be but that's gone now i mean now it's like every single box is built exactly the same way and of course it is because if you follow these rules it'll work 
And now we'll just layer DSP on top of it and we'll sound just like everybody else. I went to a speaker demo and a guy came up who invited me and said, so what do you think of the sound? I said, I don't care about the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the sound because I expect it to sound good now. Mm-hmm. There's that, that expectation of sounding good or bad is kind of gone because you have FIR filters, you have all the DSP in the world, you've, you've, you've built a PA under three or four hardcore principles that will work. And by God, if, 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 if it doesn't sound good, that's when I'll be shocked. You know, that's when I'll be shocked. Sure. So really when I'm looking at a PA system, I'm looking at its features, its handling, its integration to the end user, things like that. The sound of it is a foregone conclusion to me. Um, uh, and I would, and, I've said and, the same thing about mixing consoles too. Like it's it, the sound is not really a discussion I'm interested in, but it's all about the capability and the, the workflow. But in a more general sense, we're still in this age where, like you said, we have a, a coil of wire and it pushes a voice coil and we get like 10% efficiency on a really good day. Like that we, there's gotta be something better than that. Right. When we send something hundred Watts and 90 of it just dissipates as heat, man. Like, come on. Like, yeah, like yeah. right. What's the next big thing, bro. Well, the next big thing, it may never happen in our lifetimes. And that takes me back to my original statement about the corporate American influence. Uh, let's say world corporate. I don't want to, I don't want to just douse on America, but you know, you got all these guys who are all trained in the same business schools and they're all going to do the same things. Cause so here's the thing you never forget about corporations. This is the one thing that summarizes it all. They resist risk at any cost, no risk. Mm-hmm. So they have shareholders, they, they have commitments, they have people who want money, who don't even know what you do. They, mm-hmm. want, their, they want their money. So because of that, uh, CEOs, COOs, they don't take any risks anymore, which, is, which, is what was, which was everything to us back in the 70s and 80s. It was all about risk. And because the reward was we, we built something that nobody else could touch. And in those days, of course, it was a lot of proprietary stuff for rental companies. So a successful PA meant a successful rental company, um, like Claire brothers, you know, case in point mm, sure. and, and Shoko and, and, and these companies. So, so that idea of risk-taking is not nearly as prevalent in our industry as it, as it used to be. So who knows if we're going to have the next latest and greatest mind bending thing, um, I think that, uh, you know, the, not blowing our, our own horn, but I think EAW Anya was, was a step in the right direction to say, let's step outside the box here and let's, let's start pushing the envelope as to what can be done. Even though we're using traditional technologies, <clears throat> let's push the science and, and let's see what's possible because, you know, uh, an overwhelming success of that product you can imagine, right? I mean, it wasn't as successful as it, as it should have been or could have been. But if it had been VDOS level or K1 level success, <clears throat> you can only imagine what the gearheads in the, in the hallway at EAW would have come up with by now. I mean, it's 2013 they came out with that PA. Well, I also think um, I have, I've never gotten to listen to or play with or use uh, one of the adaptive systems. And it's kind of on my list of things that I really want to mess with. But what I think is list. interesting is when, yeah, <laughs> when, it, when it came out, I was, I was trying to explain to people, like, let me ex- try to explain to you how this works. Because if you know the science and the math behind it, it's even more impressive in my opinion. I mean, it's really cool. But then you get the, the radius stuff, right? So you go a couple years 
and now it trickles down and now it's in the in the it's not the top tier product that has these features anymore so now it's 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 you know it's the, the third tier product so so it's right. it's it becomes more prevalent it becomes more affordable i, I think pretty much uh to some degree all, all of the major manufacturers have some form of beam steering electronic directivity control something some some flavor of that um now and and so you know i i'm i guess i'm interested to just see you know how that stuff that was once you know I, perfect example right i remember going to radio shack with my dad when i was little and they had a d uh, a, a cd player cd players like 245 dollars i was like wow a cd player is really cool and you know then i remember the big lots flyer would come out of the walmart or whatever and you could buy a cd player for 17 bucks you know, just and I watched that happen as a kid in a, in a couple of years as I was growing up um, or look at flat panel TVs, man, you know, or yeah, uh, yeah. And it's just how quickly this stuff becomes commonplace. Yeah, and then we're like, yeah. well, what's the next big thing? You know, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it really depends on your, what your uh, MO is, you know, for for a lot of rental company owners. Uh, they're hoping there is no next big thing because they, they've invested everything <laughs> right, in, right. in the you know, product. I mean, every year they're staring down the barrel of a new digital, digital console um, mm-hmm. that has no rate of return, you know, and, um, and they just hoping and, and praying that nobody's coming out with a, a new, you know, million dollar plus sound system that their contracts are going to step up and say, well, we have to have that PA or we're going to go to another rental mm-hmm. company to get that PA. Um, so as, as much as, as, as us gearheads would love to see a continuation of, of radical improvement in sound, um, it's a tough sell these days because, uh, the weight hasn't really come down for a long time. The truck packs haven't come down substantially. So you, you're trying to look for the, what are you, what are you actually selling? You know, it's, it's another great sounding PA. So but it's still wood. It's still metal. It's still cones and wire and stuff. And I got, I've got a warehouse full of it. Um, so bring me something that's going to improve my, uh, efficiency and improve my lot in life. Like when, when, again, going back to Anya, one of the things that, that was never pushed hard enough, uh, from marketing was, uh, it's, it's ability to, um, push off some of the noise abatement issues, you know, to, right. I did presentations of it on my own. And I remember doing one at LDI where I did this whole big thing from Korea that I had done that was all about noise abatement and, and thought that that was a, a huge selling point for the system that we could do these, um, um, you know, troublesome events and bring some level of isolation that was not existing before. Um, you know, so that, that, that was a real world kind of, you know, it's like, it's a tool. So, Mm-hmm. What can it do for us? What can it do for the promoter? They should have been flying promoters in. Forget sound engineers. Promoters. Get, get all those people in because they're the ones that are really going to benefit from this. You know? <laughs> it, is, is it possible, though, that maybe the most recent miracle – I'm using that word very loosely. Um, no, it's just uh, a Bluetooth speaker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, the uh, the most recent thing in our industry that maybe has made the most impact is maybe not specific pieces of gear, but the access to training uh, and or the level of expectation. Now that there is this uh, access to training and knowledge that the that the, the the level playing field has come up and expectation of people's um, what they can deliver with what what our industry has already put out there, right? I mean, does it does that make sense? Um, um, well, yes. I mean, 
categorically, but no, because most of the training that's available is, is painted towards a manufacturer. So most hmm. of the training is, I'm speaking loudspeaker stuff because that's my forte, but sure, you, could, sure, you, sure. Could, you could, you know, I think console training is, is a little bit more nuts and bolts because um, there's so much to, 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 to do when you teach consoles. But what, in my experience, you know, it's a Kool-Aid drinking experience when you <laughs> align yourself with a brand. So you can't be guaranteed that everything i mean huge amounts of credibility in our industry i'm not saying anybody's playing smoke and mirrors but there's interpretation of science and so the way that somebody might spin it may leave you with the wrong impression Mm -hmm. of of what it is that that you're now going to tell to other people (laughs) and and that's how i kind of learn about how that works when i heard things that i said in trainings kind of do the phone tag thing and come back and I hear it from somebody else. I go, that's not what I fucking said at all. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but so I had to streamline some stuff, you know, these were early days and um, I had to get away from the hyperbole, you know, I had to, and um, it served me well because it, it gave me some personal uh, credibility that I wasn't looking for in, in my long-term career. I just wanted to be square and upfront with the people who are sitting in front of me. And I didn't sure. want to confuse people, and I and I wanted to give them pure science as best as I could, based on uh, on, on on scientific knowledge, but also on real world experience, yeah. and send them off into the world, not making fools of themselves when they walk into a venue or they talk to somebody from another brand and they're quizzed on something that I taught them. I wanted them, I wanted them to be able to give them a, a real answer, not like it's a slice of cake. Yeah, you know? no, we, I didn't we, want we that. Talk- yeah, we've talked about this in maybe like a recent episode. We actually had one kind of specifically geared toward like ethics and and manufacturers. Um, and um, you know, I, I imagine you know, as in when you are responsible for educating about when you're at a manufacturer, you're responsible for educating about that product, but also every manufacturer has to give some sort of training on theory and and science or whatever, right? That backs up what they're about to talk about about their product. Yeah, um, hopefully that. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic here. Um, uh, yeah. You know, it, but, it's but, varying uh, degrees, but yes. But I mean, that that has to be. Did you ever have to? Did you ever have to wrestle or think about the fact of like uh, um, how much your thought process had to be uh, for the manufacturer versus just the science of where things are at all for you personally? I know that this is you know anyone else would be different thoughts with different manufacturers but yeah i did in the first year of acoustics because i sat down across the table with christian heil and said i can't teach it i can't do this this is not working for me this is not this is this doesn't this doesn't align with what i've been taught you fucking taught me um i can't say these things i can't say it's a piece of cake i can't i i have to i have to be able to come up with a way of interpreting what it is that you've said to me in face to face and, and lay that out in a way that people can understand it in a very simplified way. Cause this is the beginning of, of line arrays and all of this stuff was quite confusing to people because they had never even gone to a loudspeaker training before. I mean, loudspeaker trainings didn't even become prevalent until right. VDOS came out. Meyer was doing it. That was about it. Um, so this became a thing in, in the mid nineties. And, and yeah, we had that come to Jesus talk and I, and he gave me his blessings. He said, you, you write it down, you change things, you do your slides, you do your whatever and send it over to me and I'll review it and I'll sign off on it. 
And so I did. And, um, and he did, and he signed off on it and he said, okay, that's good. And that's when I was free from the shackles of hyperbole. I didn't have to say things. I mean, they weren't, they weren't deep into it anyway. I think more of early VDOS, uh, confusion was the fact that, that, acoustics in this scenario in this loudspeaker scenario wasn't really certain how to present it you know how how what do we say like how do, we know that it's the math fresnel math we know that that it's this we know that it's that but we're we're gonna we now have to deliver this to laymen who who don't have physics degrees so i i i think that was one of my proudest moments uh, in the industry because I, I really got to a point where this is a well-oiled machine. I could really, I came up with ways and techniques of teaching this stuff to people where I used to always say you get to see sound. So if you could see the sound in, mm. in, and you don't have to hear it, you walk into a room or you think about a concept of a speaker design or something like that. And a lot of it, you could see as images in your mind, you don't have to hear anything. Uh, and I, and I got really good at presenting in that way. I carried it into EAW did, did a lot of the same stuff with it with the adaptive training um but yeah yeah you, you, i don't really hear a lot of hyperbole anymore I, um you know I, I can't say i've been to everybody's demos or everybody's presentations or anything but i think a lot of it is gone because the base is more knowledgeable and you can't really get away with uh some of the stuff that you could have maybe 20 years ago you know, where people were really unsure. There's so many variables. It's like, well, actually, no, there's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's not that many variables. And people like to put a lot of names and numbers and alphanumerics on things that are all basically the same, you know? Man, I I was talking to my, my mentor, Ethan Weiner, who turned 74 last week and is still innovating and inventing. And his whole thing is, if you're going to call me with a question, think about how you might figure out that answer for yourself, you know, and and it doesn't mean you need to go to a lab quality environment. There are a lot of things you can do with critical thinking and just a little bit of, um, you know, I I said, hey, man, you know, there's this thing about clipping amplifiers and what happens to the, the power spectrum with the output. And I don't have an analyzer that I can clip an amplifier into and not blow it up. And he goes, get it, get a 10 watt home theater amplifier you know, and clip that and make one Volcom out of it. And I was like, oh yeah. So, so yeah, that, yeah. I, I think the newer I'll put generation. put 5,000 away yeah. then. <laughs> the, 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 the generation that's coming up now, and a lot of these folks are in our community and are, are kind of, you know, we're watching them kind of progress professionally. And it's something that, that I push really hard is don't just, don't wait around and, and wait for the handout of someone else to tell you the answer. Like use your engineer brain and figure yeah. it out and let's talk about it. And that's something that um, I push hard in my book and, and, and even in my smart trainings, you know, like someone, someone once a month, we'll get an email at rational acoustics support at rational Hey, I want to use a, a windscreen on my measurement. mic. is that going to affect mm. my measurement? Like, mm. dude, you've got an analyzer to answer that question. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. It's that's not about lack of access. (laughs) (laughs) That's not about lack of access to tools. It's not. There are there. You could you could do that with a you know. Again, I say all the time. My first analyzer rig was the the Rockband two microphone with a USB cord on the end of it and Mm -hmm. Rumi Q Wizard. So I spent zero dollars on it, and I was taking measurements and I was learning shit. So it's not about access to stuff anymore. It's about this mindset now of I want to understand enough about this that I can answer my own questions, and that's that's something that. Um, I think of as, as the 
the foundation for all of this. And uh, let's we know when the line is this long, we know what the directivity is at 75 hertz. We, we know that, mm-hmm. right? Um, those, and then then go take the manufacturer's trainings and learn their tool sets and learn their workflows and learn their features. But, um, okay. you, you know, it, this is all, it's all kind <clears> of <throat> polishing the science for you, but the science is, is always there. And, and I it's think always that there, yeah. the more you know about that, the better you're, and more flexible you're going to be, man. It's the difference between a hobbyist and a, and a tradesman. You know, I mean, uh, mm. if you're yeah. a hobbyist, you don't you don't have to answer to anybody when you're a tradesman, when you're a pro, uh, you have people to answer to. So you better have the answers. You know, if they're paying you the mm. bucks, you better have the answers when when things are not going correctly, um, which would, you know, include all of those things you just mentioned. You better understand the PA. You better understand the features. It's not like it would be good to understand the features. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be nice if you knew networking. Um no, these are critical. These are critical knowledge points in our industry today, and uh, and you know it's it's not going back. There's 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 no way we're going back to a an NLA connector. Um, so you know. how do we how do we learn though? And and I know you you know your project Truth and Audio was kind of staring this right in the face because like you said, it's 2022. There's TikTok and there's YouTube, and I can go on YouTube and get a whole bunch of bad information real quick. Yeah, you know. Um, and that stuff drowns out. It has way, way, way more clicks and way more likes and way more views than the actual verified information uh, from an authoritative source. That's correct. Uh, the correct people you don't, are quiet. <laughs> the, uh, the information, uh, and I could tell you this with some experience over the past couple of years, uh, having transitioned into manufacturing, um, information is nothing without experience. So you could sit on YouTube all day long. You can you can watch all the videos you want. You could read all the books you want. It's it's if it's not applied, you will never understand the mm-hmm. nuances of of what those things mean. Because for every particular question, uh, there's a hundred interpreted interpreted ways to answer it. It depends on the human being you're talking to and their experiences, right? So in the last couple of years, uh, I you know my um, skill set. Uh, has deviated slightly away from audio in that uh, I've become, uh, I guess, a quasi-expert in CNC machining. Um, I have become a quasi-expert in in 3D printing, both resin and filament. Uh, I've become a quasi-expert in batteries um, and building packs and understanding safety gates and, and things of that nature. Uh, so I've amassed this this entire skill set over the past couple of years um, that I didn't have a fucking clue about in 2018. Really, I didn't have a clue. Um, but I, but it's it, it was a combination of um, YouTube, try it. Nope, that doesn't work. Use my mm-hmm. own use my own skills, my own brain. Uh, maybe they missed this. Maybe this is what didn't work. And so it's this combination of screwing up falling down um making mistakes but you you never get to make a mistake when you're just watching youtube videos all you do is build up bad yeah. man intel, i love that right you know so you got you got to screw it up and that's one of the big things that's missing from our industry now that was that was prevalent back in the old days is that <clears throat> it was not uncommon to go to a a sound company and find a bunch of cabinets out in the parking lot uh ripped apart guys were trying this driver trying that driver uh, you know, blowing this up, blowing smoke coming out of stuff, you know, I mean, it was just the way it was done because everybody was trying to find the edge 
It's the difference between Formula One and NASCAR. You know, that they were Formula One guys because they had to go in and, <clears throat> you know, take another gram off the that one metal part to try yeah. to go faster. Uh, where today, a lot of it is kind of NASCAR-ish, where everybody uses the same car. So you don't really have a lot that you can change. There's not a lot you can go in and manipulate to put your own signature on it. Um, really, like you said, the, 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 the best you could do as a tradesman, as a pro, is to just completely steep yourself in, mm -hmm. in the, the software, in the deployment methods. It makes a difference. When you yeah. walk into a venue and you know how that rig goes together and you got you could talk to the rigger and you could say, hey, man, I need this, I need this, I need this. And and you got it dialed in and you're making an easy day for everybody on the site. Um, that's gold, you know, but that's only going to come with experience. You're never going to learn that on. on it. That's why you never saw Truth and Audio continue after the pandemic started. I refuse to do anything online. Uh, there's so many ways different ways to go but i'm curious I, you know since you've been around for a minute um <laughs> I, I, <I'm> <laughs> thanks thanks man thanks thanks buddy uh who who is there someone who helped shape the way you think and how you think uh, i'm sure there is i just don't remember exactly who to give that credit to and and i have a good reason for saying that of course there's a lot of accolades i could throw out uh jeff cox being one of the biggest ones. Um, I spent, I, I learned, you know, the biggest chunk of, of how to work in the capacity I was working with from him. Uh, the blend of being a good human being while at the same time delivering something incredibly valuable to people, you know, that they really, really wanted, but doing it in a manner that didn't make me look like a, a pompous dick or, or, you know, <laughs> but being, being at one with the brother and sisterhood, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like being part, yeah. that's why you, you continue to see me going out on tours, you know, and being in the trenches. I wasn't, I wasn't ordered to do these things. I volunteered, right. you know, it's like, I need to be out there. I need to be interfacing with the engineers. I need to be into, I was there when the riggers were there, man. I mean, I was I was there the entire day. I was the guy on the first petty tour, very first tour of the Anya rig with the big bullseye on my back every day because this is a brand new rig, a brand new deployment, software's brand new, buggy, all this stuff, network, oh my God. And right. uh, I felt I had conviction enough, personal conviction enough to not try to dodge that that I wanted to, I wanted to trial by fire. I wanted to be in there and be with the meat. I wanted to know how these people felt. And, uh, that gave me huge amounts of, of knowledge. And the reason why I say I, I don't know who to thank is because the whole idea, uh, of my view of the industry didn't really culminate until about four years ago. Interesting. Four or five Can years ago. That's when it, when it all expand on that. Well, I mean, I was, I was just a busy guy. I was just, I was just doing my thing. I, one thing led to another. One thing was based on another thing. You know, the pre, what I had done previously had dovetailed into this, which had dovetailed into that. It wasn't until, you know, kind of right before I started Truth and Audio, where I started to see a, the the kind of the my my own personal big picture of what this industry has meant to me and what the people I've met and everybody that I've worked with who's contributed to my knowledge and understanding um, both good and bad and how I, 
I, I don't think I could have spoken about the industry before that. I would have just mm. said, Hey man, I'm just doing my job. You know, I'm just doing my thing. And it, it wasn't until I was kind of rolling into freedom um, to be able to kind of speak my own mind. Cause I didn't have to fly a flag for anyone anymore mm. that it kind of released my brain to, to assess everything, you know, for my whole career. And that's when people started to hear me take positions on things like corporate influence in our industry and things like that. I make no, I make no secrets of those things. They're they're They've done horrible things to our industry. You know, I, I pine for the old days where every company was a company and it was, it was, you, you know, you were a brand and you worked for the brand. You didn't work for shareholders. You didn't have a sister right. company that was, you're in competition with for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I lived through that. I had to compete against a sister company. Like what the hell, what madness is that? Right. <laughs> how do, how do we, how do we move forward? Well, how do you, how do, how do you make a better mousetrap when they say, well, you can't make that better mousetrap because that's going to interfere with their mousetrap. You can't do that. It's like, well, that's, that's competition one oh one, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's, uh, team without orders. going, without going too far. That's an interesting thing. Whether you have, you know, multiple consoles under the same umbrella, you know, like that's, yeah. that's, that's a thing right now in the industry. Don't you be know? naive, man. <laughs> don't think it doesn't have an effect. <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, you don't have, you don't have those console companies all lined up down a hallway, peeking out the door and, you know, it's sabotaging each other, which is what you should have. Um, cause, cause that's what we would have done in the real world, you know? No, everybody's everybody's in collusion with one another, and it's the way it's done. Nobody's it's not nefarious. It's not it's not like anybody's doing anything illegal or bad. It's just it's just the way it's going to work when you have an environment like that. It's just it has to go that way. You can't fight with people down the hallway because you built a better speaker than they do. Hey, you know, f you, our PA is better. You know, you're throwing oranges down the hallway at the door, you know, and (laughs) stuff like that. Which is, I would have loved it if that was the case. (laughs) Man, Bernie, I and and I think you know I've talked about this at length, but I I see a lot of myself in what you just said. I remember, I want to say 2018, maybe 2019. I got an email from Jamie Anderson, and I didn't know him or anything like that. He just said, "Hey, like, come down, come take a class, like, come talk to me." And he said, what do you want to do? Like, what, what's your, what's your, what are your goals? And I would go, I was like, I don't know, man. I go, I think this is cool. That's as far as I had gotten. And, and I operated, have operated like that my entire professional career. And like a couple of weeks ago, Sam said to me, like, she's like, what do you actually want? Like, what, what do you want? What are you working towards? And I realized I didn't know. And I've never known. And it was kind of jarring because so many of the younger people that I talk to, you know, they're involved in our mentorship or whatever, say like, I want to be a touring RF coordinator or I want to, you know, whatever. They've got a thing and they're, you know, got the crosshair on that thing and they're working toward that thing. And I never had that. I always did what you do, which is like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then you do this thing and then that person calls you for another thing and you go and do that. And that's, that's really where it's been. And so I'm starting to wonder now, you know, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm aging, but obviously I'm, I'm getting older, right? You know getting same was the last time I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> a little more, little beard action here. You know, I think I'm probably handsomer, handsomer than the last yeah. time you saw me. Congratulations um, on, on being able to grow a beard, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's now proven. It's yeah, now proven. Yeah, so now yeah, yeah. it is. But, yeah. I, you know, is there going to become a point for me when I'm going to go, maybe I actually want some sort of concrete, you know, I've done a lot of things, but I've also not done anything. Hey, hey, you know? oh, hold on. I think I think I think look, I think people just intrinsically are wired different. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't. It's there are going to be people who. Um, I, I'm very similar to you, Michael, in that like, I've said this before. Like you know, early on when I was at MSI, I was like, oh yeah, like I want to be a modern engineer on tour. And then I got there, and I'm like, hmm, now what? <laughs> you know, and it's like, right. you know, um, and and the things that I have done in the last, you know, twelve plus years at IMS and or with the podcast or other things, it's like I didn't see, you know, I, I wouldn't have seen myself on this podcast for the last three years, five years ago, right? Like, you know, what I mean, like, like there's well, you probably didn't I, go to IMS and say I'm gonna I'm gonna run this company in twelve years or whatever. Like, there was you right. didn't have well, that no, vision. Same right? thing, like, yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, like yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm the operation nobody really owner. wants to be an accountant when they're a kid either. Right. Yeah. You know? I think so. I, I think it's right. you, I, one thing I know I've learned as I've gotten older is um, uh, there are, and like, you know, when I left, um, look, when I left MSI, I was told, hey, you know, well, this isn't a good career move. I was like, well, that's because it wasn't a career move, it was a life move. Right. It's like, and, and, right. And, 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 and so I, I honestly think most people who are really successful in our industry, um, it's, um, uh, they almost never, I, 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 I'm willing to bet if you asked all of the major people within our industry, if they ever expected to be where they are now or are still striving after this thing, they're not, I, I, I don't think that's the case. I just don't. I mean, I, I, I know, look, I know, um, Brandon Brackwell talks about kind of the destiny and manifesting and he's going to place, you know, and talks about the journey and stuff. And I think there's something to be there's a portion of that there, but I think also, I think if you limit yourself to um, what you think is possible or where you think you want to go, you're never going to get where your potential is to go. If you limit yourself at that. Yeah. I mean, I could go back. I mean, I started, uh, I had my first paying gig as a guitar player when I was 14. So from the age of 14 till 30, I was going to be a rock star. No doubt Mm -hmm. about it. I mean, right. And I had made great strides in my young days. There was newspaper articles done on me. There was there was all kinds of virtuoso this and stuff. And you guys have never seen me play a guitar. You know, I mean, nobody <laughs> nobody knows that I can play a guitar. I've got a Les Paul parked under my bed, you know. Um, you know, went on from there, became a sound engineer, uh, doing local small stuff. Then turned that into a, a PA rental company in Canada that, you know, did quite well. We had over 100 turbo cabinets by the time I sold it. Uh, then went back into uh, mixing and then uh, mm-hmm. got lined up with Sony Music Canada. And I was doing all these touring Canadian bands as a front of house sound engineer. And then went from there back to technical PA stuff, you know, started doing tech work. And, um, you know, I, that's when I really got the bug for this uh, JBL Smart had come out. And we had these tools now that we could see things on computers and we could and we could make changes. And that's kind of what lit that fire. So so then I went to Adamson and then I went from Adamson and got headhunted by Acoustics. And then I left. I got headhunted by EAW and then I left EAW. And where am I now? (laughs) All by myself. (laughs) All by myself. I walked away from all of it. I just I just said, I'm good. Um. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had a wonderful experience all these years. I've made amazing friends and allies in the industry. And the only job that's left for me is the one that allows me to unequivocally express my creativity. Mm. That's it. That's yes. the only job that's left for me. And it's not about money and it's not about prestige and it's yep. not about being around other people as I'm, I'm, I'm more of a hermit now than anything else because I have always got my nose into a design book into a piece of equipment, electronics, things like that. 
because the one thing that was missing from my life since I was in my teens was being able to express my creativity and mm. to do things that as a communist, that, as a dictator, that um, I didn't have to have anybody else approve. Mm-hmm. I, when I right. wrote music as a musician, I didn't need anybody else's approval to write music. I love music. And I just did it because I, I loved it. And, and then you're going to pay me for it. Okay, fantastic. Everything else kind of between those two points was a job. And I got really good at it. But it was still a job. Somebody else was making the big bucks. I was making the small bucks. And uh, that was fine. I knew my place in, 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 in the pecking order. But at some point, you start to believe you're the one that can build a better mousetrap. And that's when you have to put your money where your mouth is. You can't walk around believing you can build a better mousetrap in, in a sea of talented people who build mousetraps. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> if, you, if you do that, then it's their intellectual property, not yours. <laughs> so so the, you have to put your money where your mouth is. And if, you're, and if you believe it so desperately, you'll walk away from a six-figure salary and you'll, and you'll self-fund yourself. And you will do things incredibly uh, thin and on a wire for one good reason, because you believe in yourself and you believe in something that you're doing and you don't need anybody to tell you um, right from wrong at that point. If you believe mm-hmm. in yourself and you, and you want to achieve something, you, <laughs> I, I think that anybody who knows me and has, has followed my experience since 2018 will tell you, you know, the one thing I have is balls the size of texas um, <laughs> to to be able to walk away from a cushy cushy job uh well established and to just just kind of make a tight right turn and go hey i'm just I, i'm just gonna go this way mm-hmm. um and it's not a story that i tell very often you know what what were the underpinnings of why did you do that why would you do this like dude you're in your 50s like are you nuts you know shouldn't you be re-? and I, the, the thing i get most from my friends of similar age, I wouldn't have the balls to do that. You know, hmm. not at this age, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable <laughs> with my life. I'm comfortable with my house, my car. And I'm like, yeah, I'm comfortable with all that too, but I'm not comfortable with this nagging itch. I have every day that I could build a line array. I could build a mm-hmm. subwoofer. I could do these things. I've been designing speakers since fucking 95. I, nobody knows me from that capacity. Because my public perception in, in this industry is an educator. Well, how do you think I got to be a good educator? Because <laughs> I actually knew what I was talking about. You know, because I, again, I did it. It's not, it's not, I didn't read it from a book. I actually physically did those things. And so I can speak from a, you know, a line of experience as to what, what I believe to be true and what I believe to not be true. So m- maybe you will turn 50 and you'll say, you know what? I'm done with all this. you see, I'm not done with the industry. I'm, right. I love this industry. I'm just, I just wanted to chart a different path and do something that, you know, as my swan song that was not working under a corporate banner. You know, you know, uh, so, I mean, w- go ahead, Michael. Oh, I was just going to say like, you know, Paul McCartney is what 80 and he puts out a new record every year and he's obviously not doing it because he needs the money. You know what right. I mean? Like this right. dude just yeah. likes to, that's what he loves to do. And, 
So when well, I he's already people, got the money, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, so, different, <laughs> a little different for me. I didn't have any money, so no. But you could be like, dude, I'm a fucking beetle. I've got a bazillion dollars. I'm going to sit at home and play pinball all day right. and ride right. it out, man. But he doesn't do that. And so I, I think for me, when I see people like you and you know, I mean, Ethan again, he's 74, and I called him the other day. He was inventing an, a new circuit. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm making right. a thing. Like, like right. that. I think is what gives me hope for. I don't like this idea of being past your prime because I have so many people in my life who are in their sixties and their seventies and even some in their eighties who are doing new shit, new shit yeah. that no one's ever done before, man. And so it's just like, nah, I mean, I, I have prevention for Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, really? <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to be a professional soccer player. I'm going to have to retire when I'm 35 and then, you know, right. t- t- you know, teach it, teach at schools or after school clubs or something like, like, I, I think for me, the fact that this is such a lifelong pursuit, um, that's where the excitement lies for me. And yeah. I love this. I love being a student of this. I love grabbing a, you know, like the Olsen text or something that's from the fifties off the shelf. And there's shit in there that people don't know these days because people true. don't, you know what I mean? And so it's, like, not, it's not relevant right now. I mean, that's the thing. It's not, it's a lot of the stuff is, is so important to understand, but it's not relevant because that shit pertains to stuff that the manufacturers locked out. Yeah, but who's do I, be the do next I need to know about crossover slopes, man? Do I no, need you to know don't crossover until slopes? you design speakers, and then you do. You know what right, I mean? Right, but 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 in the eighties, you needed to know crossover slopes, right? Right, because you were walking into a, to a PA that was that was put together with a spoon, and yeah. you need to be able to stand there and undo all the horror that was put into that system because some someone decided that if I just turn the crossover knob, I can make it sound better. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, a lot of science in there, a lot of science in there. <laughs> and it's, but now of course, these days that stuff is all, is all removed from, from you to be able to make mistakes and learn. And then, then you right. have to go to the books and say, okay, what, what, are, what are the, how do these slopes work? You know? So a lot of those books is it's, it's the black magic. That's what those books are. It's the black magic and you, you're going to become a witch. Well, that's, I mean, that's keep reading those things. It, that's the thing that, you know, uh, I I don't want just the level of knowledge that you get from sitting through the training. I want to know how right. it fucking works. Right. You know what I mean? And then there's going to be the time when it doesn't fucking work and other people are going to go, I don't know, it's not working. And I'm going to go, well, let's take it apart. Exactly. You know, and that's, to me, that's the interesting thing is, is there's always yeah. these situations where it's not working right and you got to make it work. And the people yeah. who are going to succeed in those situations know it with a capital K, you know, they actually know it. And, and, that's the stuff that I find very interesting. I got introduced into networked audio in 2012. I could barely get a computer to run on the internet. And I was being thrust into the deep end of, of how to network sound systems. I mean, you know, you, you either, you either take on the challenge and you, you learn it and you force yourself to learn it. Um, or you get left behind. And that's, that's what, that's what retires people out is when they, they give up fighting for for the the next level of knowledge they think you know i've i've already learned enough i shouldn't have to learn anymore you know i'm in my 40s or i'm in my 50s i shouldn't have to learn anymore and that's that's the first signs that you're retiring out because i've never had that i've never had that feeling ever it's always been awesome another challenge awesome i'm gonna learn this i'm gonna learn that you know and i'm gonna keep amassing this gray matter um it's it and it's and it's 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 not a money thing. It's it's not like you're doing it because um, it has some financial end goal for you. It's just something that you just can't stop. 
You know, right. we get up every day and I put my boots on the ground and I'm like, all right, let's build something. Let's, let's figure some <laughs> new shit out, you know? And it has nothing to do with a, a commitment or a responsibility. It's just what fabric you're made of. And, um, dude, and that hopefully I, will stay with you your whole life. I, I, I really feel that because I remember, I think we were on show, like we were three shows from the end of the last tour and by all accounts, everybody's happy. Front of house is happy and the artist is happy. And, you know, I'm looking at all the YouTube videos and they all sound good. And it's just like, you could just go like, keep doing that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, just keep yeah. doing that. but like, you know, I go, Hey, uh, I said, Hey Dave, I'm trying something different with the, with the low end today. Right. And if you don't like it, I'll put it back. You know, and right. we've got a good yeah. enough yeah. relationship by now that he just goes, okay. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and so I did. And then like, you know, first song he's like, Whoa, what'd you do? That's, that's better. You that's know? Better. And so, yeah. Yeah. so to me, it's not just about, rubber stamp copy paste like okay you found it it worked everybody's happy what's the next thing how do we yeah. make it better you know if if only for me but to me it's like that's the engineering you know we it have this is. whole debate are you a tech or an engineer the, that's the engineering that's yeah, how do exactly. we make this better yeah. man yeah it's like you you know somebody comes up to me and says you know that was amazing or you've done a great job you know and i go, and I go oh yeah thank you very much squirrel you know, it's like it's like that's how right. long the, the 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 you know the adulation lays in my mind. It's 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 instantaneously in and out. It's because it, I didn't do it for any mm -hmm. hand clapping or pats on the back. I did it to scratch that itch. So yeah. that itch has been scratched because you're obviously happy. So now I need to move on, scratch another itch. Because right, now you right. remove my itch, and I don't <laughs> like that, <laughs> man. We had a, we had a day off, you know, and and I saw I saw Dave come out of his bus and. I was sitting on the curb with my PA techs, and as he walked by, I said, Dave, hey, I was just thinking about what if we take the so-and-so and we do this with it? He goes, that's what you're thinking about right now? And, you know, it's like the only day. <laughs> and I go, yeah, Dave, yeah, it is, you know, because it's that's to me. You're that's, that guy that's, uh, yeah. in that that's uh, lying in the bed next to the girl and she's yeah. going. Uh, yes, 100 yeah. percent. That's you. 100 percent. Yeah, man. You. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. you know, and I've honestly, we've talked a lot about work-life balance on the show in the past. And for me, the struggle is. That is not just my job. That is what I find interesting. That is what it's I passionate. find passionate. Yeah, but that, but passion, that's that's you know, but that's the thing. That that's that's the way we're wired. I mean, I, yeah. and it's in yeah. to a fault, right? Without going down, there the is no battle right now, but for us. No, unfortunately not. But hey, all right, not. wait, what's uh, up against the proverbial clock here? Uh, we'd be remiss and maybe not talk about some of the things which you have done over the past two years or three years with the um, um, with Truth and Audio. So from a you're, you're putting together some products. What what are what are you what have you been putting together? I want to hear about transmission control, man. That is some cool shit. I want to hear about that. <laughs> Talk to me DCM. about that, Bernie. Yeah, baby. Yeah, uh, that's that's been a long time coming. Actually, I mean, it's it's undergoing a lot of metamorphosis. It's funny how something that's like entirely simple um, has taken up so much of my time. But there's um, there's nuances and things, and and uh, we I think we're gonna be for sale by the end by the you know by the end of this quarter um because they haven't been for sale yet there's been a lot of prototypes there's been a lot of field testing and things like that because i had that at my disposal with sound image um and the the stuff has proven itself and so i feel comfortable because this will be the first thing that i'm offering to the professional community so i don't want it to fail i want it to be something that becomes a standard and people expect to see it um so what is it it's probably the simplest thing that you you know it's one of those things you probably would have 
figured out on the toilet one morning and discounted it. Um, and then I thought about it and didn't discount it. (laughs) What I, what I, what I noticed in all the, all the time of dealing with Anya and tours was, uh, the frustration that I, I encountered every day from, technicians uh local technicians because obviously you have your own guys who are trained and weaned and they kind of understand stuff but you have your your local crew uh stagehands things like that and they can't plug anything in because you know they they can't you can't cross patch because you got network cables and blah 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 and all this kind of stuff and and i'm like you know it's like uh why can't we have a power bar for network why can't we have something simple so that people can just plug shit in. Cause that's really all you're doing is you're just plugging shit in. You're not, you don't have to baptize it or, you know, love it and hug it. You just want to plug it in and have it work. And like old NLA cables used to do in old PAs to twist the cable. Okay. That part's done. Did you hear a click? Yeah, it's done. But what I have seen and continue to see is this is this kind of race to the moon of adding ever more GUIs and complexity and stuff on, on the networking. And, I, and that's fine because for guys like you, it's totally fine. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to manage the shit out of this switch. <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I'm going to be talking to aliens, right? <laughs> but for, for every Michael or Chris there's a thousand dudes out there trying to make a living and their and their job is to fly a PA and they need to, to plug shit in and, and they want to go to catering and they want to, and they want to have a, a good clean day and they want to get paid. And this turns into a nightmare when you walk in on your first network PA, because you're going to, you're walking into a world that really wasn't prepared for this. Like there was really no standard set for how we were going to get network around. Right. Not like we did with feeder and, and distros and, and, and data, you know, multi pin cables and blah, 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 where it all became sort of standardized uh, for network, whatever, you know, it could be a Luminex or it could be something you bought on Amazon or from Best Buy or, or whatever. You just have no idea. So I said, OK, point taken. Let's let's see what we could do here. OK, so I had all these whiz bang ideas. And then I said, OK, well what's missing in this whole equation is a standardization for general networking, just general stuff, something that uses industry standard connectors. So the dudes and, and gals understand it. Something that is free of, of, of pitfalls like green ethernet and energy management and passwords and shit. So that there are none of these holes you fall into when you think you're having a good day. It didn't exist. It, it literally didn't exist. And you, you spoke it right at the beginning, Michael. You said, I want to know what, tell me about this transmission. I'm telling you about two network switches in a fucking metal box with a bunch of connectors. That's what I'm telling you. You know, there's nothing in there. It's two quality gigabit unmanaged network switches that are robust, that do their job all day, every day. And when you plug that shit in, it either turns green, it works, or it doesn't, and it doesn't work. And that's what every freaking fly guy system tech needs right now with these network PAs. Because what I saw is you get frustrated, you stop learning. You get frustrated, you don't want to use that PA anymore. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to go back to the thing that plugged in and worked when the last time you used it. You don't want to sit there and have your system tech sit there on a computer for an hour 
trying to figure out why, who the hell password protected this switch, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> who, who, who reset the switch. So now all the energy saving features are turned back on again. And, and, mm. and now I can't multicast, you know, and you got these guys standing around going, dude, fuck, you know, mm-hmm. fucking last PA was in here, just turned on and it was fine. You're, <laughs> you're, you're jumping through. For the record, hold on. The, the, every, I, like, I'll never forget what was on tour. And there was always like the, you know, the thing is like that. It's like, Oh, the last guy's kid did this. It's like, uh, it was like, the, it's yeah. such the worst thing. It's like, the last oh, guys. you know, yeah. last guys, they only hung X amount of PA. Why do you guys need this amount of PA? Which Michael, you probably heard every day on ghost or in <laughs> Volbeat. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, like I've always said, even when I was with my brands, I said, you know, I don't personally give a shit about the sound engineer. And I don't personally give a shit about the rental company owner. Cause you know why? Cause the rental company already bought the PA and the sound engineer standing right here next to me. And he's using the PA. Mm-hmm. What I care about is the 30, 40 people that I have to interface with every single day that have never touched this shit before mm. and what kind of an experience they're going to have. Cause the rental company owner is not going to badmouth the PA. God knows he just spent a million five on it. Sound engineer endorses the PA. What was he going to do now? He's going to walk all over it and say it's, it's shit. Well, maybe he could, I guess, but I'd say the people who are really going to dig a hole for you is the crew guy who just pushed in a 1200 stack pound stack of, of PA when, when the last show he pushed in an 800 pound stack, you know, those are the people who are, who are going to start mouthpiece and off to everybody and rightly so. So how can you simplify these things? How can you make these things better? So, so I created TCM. So basically what it is comes in two versions. The, the, the base version is all EtherCon. So it's basically all industry standard connectors, that go in and out PowerCon for the power. Um, the new version, the latest version has a reset switch. So you can just push the button, reset the switch on the external box. It's, uh, it's not IP rated yet, but it's, it's to be IP rated. It's built to, to be IP rated. Uh, all aluminum chassis, <clears throat> uh, has fly track that holds it all together. And you can add accessories. Like we're, we're going to have a, um, fiber optic box that goes with it. So you don't have to have fiber in every single box you buy. You can have 12 TCMs and two fiber boxes and just get your fiber when you need it. Cause you know, you don't need it uh, under 300 feet. So a lot of guys don't use it. Uh, and then the other version is the LK version, which is using links LK 54 multi-pin. So basically getting you to the same ends, but one is all individual and one is, is, is on the multi-core a multi-core. Yeah. Of course we, we would, be using it on sound system type things but the ethercon all ethercon version is brilliant because you can have a shelf of them in your shop and and so guys don't have to build patch bays and and racks and stuff like that they just say grab two tcms or grab four tcms i envision like a giant av setup in a convention hall where you've got truss and we can put c-clamps on tcm so you can you can hang tcms in the truss and blow out your network from there and no racks to strap down or anything. You're actually doing a mechanical attachment to the truss, like a lighting fixture. And this, this thing's going to work. And the guy's up in the, in the lift. And if he sees blinky lights, it works. If he doesn't, it doesn't work. Get another one. There's no, Hey, is there <laughs> some feature turned on or something? The reason why it's like, no dude, blinky light work. No blinky light don't work. So, uh, so we're, I said it earlier, we're looking for efficiencies, right? We're looking for efficiencies in our industry these days. I can't think of anything that adds up to efficiency 
in my mind in our industry right now than TCM does. It's all about efficiency, repeatability, intuitive hookups. It's a no-brainer. And so mm-hmm. I, I sent it out with Sound Image. Um, you know, the the guys in, in the Bay Area and they put it on their Anya rig. Um, and then I took it back at the end of the season. They said they fucking love it. They think it's the greatest thing ever. And I said, <laughs> uh, the mosquito is gone. <laughs> so, so squirrel. And then I, I take it back. <laughs> so then I take it back to the drawing board and I go, I can do better here. I could do better mm-hmm. there. I could do this. I could change this. And then this past season, they used it again and with the new improvements on it. And they're like, Oh, I didn't think it could get any better. I said, okay, I got to stop. Okay. You want to buy them? And, <laughs> and they said, yes. And they, and so this just, you know, this just happened in the last, you know, 45 days. Uh, awesome. where the, where the, 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 you know, the quotes gone in, it's, it's slam dunk. Um, and they're going to start rekitting all their Anya with it, but I don't want people to get the impression that it's a pigeonholed Anya EAW thing because I work sure. on that brand. It's for anybody using network PAs or any other type of networking that can run on gigabit and doesn't need any special stuff. If you need the special stuff, you can still have it. You can have that stuff in front of it. This is just a way to break it out into a yeah. bunch of different nodes, you know? Well, fortunately, I got to see the box, hold the box at NAM, which is really cool. Oh, cool. It's lighter um, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, tell us about your speaker, and then Michael and I got two last questions, and we'll uh, we'll close this thing out. Uh, well, I mean, everybody's familiar with Kiri. Uh, I don't I don't think anybody understands it, but because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it, because I built it to be a consumer speaker, and I think about eighty five percent of the people who bought it are 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 sound engineers of, of, you know, of high caliber. And it, and it kind of scared the shit out of me um, until I started getting some reports back that they said they really liked them and they, they really thought it was great. And I'm like, okay, cause you just scared the shit out of me because when Greg price buys one or Dirk Schubert buys one or a hundred um, or, you know, Martin Fry or any of these guys, I mean, they're buying stuff. They're, they're my friends, but they're not going to draw any quarter, man. If it doesn't sound good, they're going to fucking tell you. Cause they're going to think they're doing you a favor, you know, <laughs> right. dude, right. dude, right. go back to EAW, you know, like stop this, stop this madness. <laughs> and that didn't happen. And so, you know, we've had a hundred percent success rating on the speaker. We've had no complaints. Uh, people awesome. I get nothing but adulation about it. And that, and that's really heartfelt and warming, and surprising as shit to me um so so mission accomplished in in what that is and i protect it very very closely um That's awesome and so coming up we got some other stuff coming out we've got a um uh integration box that's that's going to take some of the kiri technologies that we've put in there and we're going to make it so that it's a uh, convertible type um install box where the box is always the same, but how it, how it's um, ran is convertible. So you can have it with a passive crossover or, or onboard power or POE or networked or Wi-Fi. And it's just as simple as switching a module out on it. So what could be just a straight through NL8 two way today can be a fully self-powered Wi-Fi box tomorrow, just by swapping the module out. Uh, That's super exciting. I talked to a couple of friends of mine and, um, they work in the cruise industry and stuff. So they, they said, wait a minute, what's it made of? I said, it's aluminum and it's powder coat. Oh, oh, I want to see this <laughs> because apparently people are selling wooden speakers onto cruise ships, which, uh, yeah, the ships are not made of wood anymore. I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> uh, 
because there's a reason it's called falling apart and rotting, uh, which a lot of these wooden speakers will do in salt air. So aluminum and powder coat are pretty much impervious to all that shit. So I, I, I picked a, a material, a set of materials that just lends itself perfectly for doing harsh outdoor type stuff. So I'm leaning on that a lot with that product. Um, and then we have another personal um, speaker thing that's, that's going to be coming up, which is, which is, um, is, is kind of a fork in the road from Curie to some degree, but it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's kind of crazy cool because a lot of the stuff that I, that I've worked on so far, when I introduce it to my friends and people like that, they go, I've never seen that before, or I, nobody's ever done that before. And that's starting to become a trademark for, for the stuff that I'm putting out is it's new. So I don't really have anything to compare it to. Yeah, um, no, so, so I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, cool. I mean, if you like it, you like it. If it's if it's something that that does good things for you, so um, yeah. So we're gonna come up. We're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a, a Black Friday uh, little announcement thing for Kiri. Uh, that's gonna kind of feed us into Christmas. So we got a couple of nice. slopper things that we're gonna we're gonna do this year. Um, I do I do way more building and learning and working than I do promoting and selling. So try to change that up a little bit and and get this little this little marvel into more people's hands because because uh, everybody seems to really really like it and they're going to keep it forever it's awesome yeah so michael we're going to keep going <laughs> oh yeah all right and i think i know the answer to this because i've actually I've, I've bernie and i have have taken ourselves to lunch uh but uh bernie if we're coming to visit you uh take us to your favorite spot where you're taking us <laughs> my favorite spot uh shoot um Man, I am so like uh, easy to please. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be clever. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say something like sushi. I don't. I don't need sushi, man. I can't ah, eat pizza stuff. joint, sandwich joint. Uh, old, I like old, famous old, Dave's. I like barbecue. Okay. I, yeah, I say man. famous Dave's because it's the only one that's kind of close. Um, you know, when when I have. Uh, okay, so so here I'll I'll go highbrow. I'll take you to Ruth's Chris. That's Ooh. my favorite favorite yeah. steakhouse. I'm down. Still. Yeah, yeah, totally down with that. Um, so if there's a special occasion, it's probably going to be a Ruth's Chris. And if you're here, it's probably going to be a special occasion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I have a feeling you're not going to like this question. Or, uh, or I heard that in my yeah. classes all the time. <laughs> um, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um you know, so the, the the question that I typically close the episode with is, uh, if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known, how would you define that? Enigmatic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one. It's the only one that works. It's the only one that works, and it's my sister who who actually said that. I, I didn't make that up. My sister actually said, if I could describe you in one word, it would be enigmatic. Um, it it's hard to say in one word. I think Dave Gunnis said to me once, he goes, you know what you are? You're a citizen of the industry. Hmm. And I never forgot I, that. I'll, I got one. I'll do Bernie's. I'll do Bernie's for him. Okay. You do uh, for my, the thing I really appreciate about Bernie is that he has a inherently unique perspective. And I, and I, and sometimes you just want, you want, it's like, you want the second opinion, you know? Um, and so yeah. if, if, if I call 20 of my friends with a question, Bernie will give me a different answer than everybody else, and 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 sometimes you really fucking need that, man. So I, I appreciate you, Bernie. Yeah, well, I, thank I, you. Could, I, I could see that. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't say something different just to be different, though. I mean, no, I would that's just, what I'm saying. I, you, you no, just, but, I just no, have but a different, different side perspective. Of it. Yeah, exactly. You're inherent, exactly. but you are inherently different, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's that's the, that's the whole beauty of it. Yeah, I think so. I didn't. Again, I didn't know this until five years ago. Sorry, I mean, you're really enigmatic. I can't even say enigmatic. It. <laughs> I know I had to practice it before we did the show. Yeah, <laughs> every day I do a routine in a 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 in I love our industry. Um, I, I think we need to talk more. I think podcasts are great. I think people are great. I think that exchange of knowledge and information is great. Uh, don't be afraid to pull the fucking bandaid off the scab. You know, like, don't be afraid to say things because because the things I say could very well be detrimental to me at some point. You know, I may want to go back and work for a brand. I go, dude, I heard your fucking podcast. No fucking way. <laughs> you know, because we, we we're owned by a corporation. So but if you if you want to make improvements, if, if you want to make improvements, prove me wrong. That's all I'm asking. You know, mm. prove me wrong. If you think that the things I say and the and the things I've amassed over 35 years are wrong, prove it prove it to me. I'm that guy sitting at the table, you know, prove me wrong. And, um, I would like nothing more than to be proved wrong. But the, the simple fact is, is that if we don't, uh, have these debates, if we don't, if we don't throw the shit out on the mm. table, um, yeah. w- things, you know, things just happen like noise abatement, you know, like nobody in our industry has done anything about it. So hence people in OSHA are going to do it for us, throw it out on the table and let's yeah. start figuring out how to, how to do things better guys like michael and chris who are like you know what i hate this i hate that yeah you need more people saying that instead of mm. but they sent me a jacket so <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, i can't really can't really say anything because i got the t-shirt mm. well but i mean this goes back to like what michael was saying like it's so easy to watch a youtube video or listen to a podcast or whatever and be like oh okay those people probably know what they're talking about i'm going to accept that as opposed to inherently going hey it sounds right but let me try and prove no, for myself just go right? fucking so, do it and if it just sucks, do it. then do something else yeah. man you know yeah. jamie jamie said to me once he said man if he goes if you had like a motto it would be like just fucking measure it man like just he goes do you it. want to sit there and debate shit or you want to go fucking find out you're, you know? you're the exactly. nike, nike of audio <laughs> just do it <laughs> and don't be and, and don't be afraid to to say i don't know or i don't understand or you know yes. this doesn't this well, is that's fucking what, weird you know, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I'm looking at, you know, instead of trying to bullshit your way out of it, it's, 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 it's not conducive for learning. When you, you know, when you expect the thing to do a thing and it does something else, that is <laughs> yeah. the fucking most valuable moment. Cause exactly. then you got to sit there and figure out why it's doing that, you know, oh, and that's man, when I'm, you learn shit, dude. That's, that's, and that's exactly what I mean when I don't just want to do like, Hey, everyone, everyone loved that. Let me do it again tomorrow. Like, no, what's, how do I. Let me try something else. And sometimes I'm like, nope, that didn't work. Let me fucking yeah. put it back. You know, like, but, <laughs> thank God but, for presets. <laughs> and I've done my fair share of, oh, oh, that didn't work. I don't like that. Let me, like, let me take that back out. But, but for right. every, every five of those, you get one that works. And you, know? you add it to your tool bag. Yeah. And so, then, and then you know, you, you keep, yeah. that's right. And so before you know it, nobody can ask of you anything that you don't have some level of experience in, in the response, you know? Um, and when you don't, you're also, uh, you know, knowledgeable enough and confident enough in yourself to say, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't have a clue. I, you're, you're, it's, it's all double Dutch to me and I need to go read. Cause I used to say that in my trainings, guys would throw shit at me and I go, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about right now. And I get a huge <laughs> round of laughter and everybody loved it because, you know, the teacher was being humble and, and was being honest and just said, 
I don't know, man, you got me. Um, but I'm, I'm going to find out cause tomorrow you're not going to get me, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cause that, yeah. that's, you got a one shot, you know, one shot deal at that. And, and, and it's, and it's been wonderful and it keeps you in touch with people and you're not afraid to stand in front of them and, and be mm. yourself. Bernie, thank you, man. It's been a real yeah, pleasure chatting with you. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, it only took 150 episodes or something, 170 <laughs> episodes. But uh, it's 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 good to be back. It's good to talk to you guys. Um, I love you both. You're you're doing wonderful things, and I watch you all the time. You know, that's the beauty of social media is you get to watch the people you appreciate rise and see the cool things they're doing and. Um, and, and you've done a great job with this podcast, man, from number three to now. I mean, look at you. You're you're hung in there. <laughs> Dude, I think know? I think your first episode, we put that thing. I think like 22 people listen to that, you know? <laughs> 22 <laughs> people, like, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, like, I listened to it 21 times. So maybe Perfect. that was even, it. We didn't even have stats. We don't even know. Like, we didn't uh, even know how well, to do it. it. So, yeah, it's really it's pretty Here, cool. Here's what I can tell you. Uh, uh, hold on real quick. Give me two oh, seconds. Are we looking can, it up? Okay. Well, I, I could tell you at least since we since since I came on board and we republished to where we publish our yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now. It was just running off of my personal know, web server, and it was yeah. an MP3 file, and I didn't fucking like no. I just did it because I wanted to talk to people, man. That was it. See that how I recognize I a good thing. <laughs> See how I recognize a good thing. You're, you know, they should have invested, man. You're in on the ground. I was floor. right there at the <laughs> beginning, man. I'm like, you guys are gonna kill it. I'm jumping right in. I'll totally do this with you guys. Let's sink or swim together. Well, there's at least been 1,200 downloads since we republished wow. when I there came on board. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. You can work with that. I'll work with those numbers. But let's try there to let's go. try to bump it up on this one. Okay. Let's uh, let's get, <laughs> let's well we'll have a marketing meeting tomorrow and uh, and let's see how we can uh, we could juice those numbers. We, up. I got shareholders. Sell to, this free to, product. To yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, right. I got shareholders to answer to. So hit the button, Chris. <laughs>